welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, one celebrating moment at a time. I'm Scott Carell. I'm Nick Menez in the news. And joining us again today is AJ and Lauren. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Uh, today we are going back to Minute 103, which begins with uh, Red the Bum's newspaper blanket getting blown off and uh, ends with a uh, familiar-looking VW van, VW bus, driving past Marty as he struggles to start the DeLorean, which has stalled again because it's DeLorean and they're not very good cars. Which I feel like is a joke that worked really well in 1985, but is something that we all forget a lot. Um, like one of the only jokes in the movie that's just a very timely joke. Like, oh, yeah, De- DeLoreans were garbage. <laughs> they that's, were. That's hilarious. It's, it's one for them. <laughs> yeah, one for them. Um, so as far as sound effects in this movie go, and I, I'm a big fan of the sound effects in this, but the sound effect of the DeLorean crashing into the Assembly of Christ is pretty weak, mm-hmm. to be yeah. totally honest. I mean, that's why I didn't remember it. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um, it's not great. I, I will say I love Red stumbling around because I don't know if you've ever had this experience before, but falling asleep drunk and then being woken up when you're still drunk is one of the most disorienting things you'll ever experience. It's frightening. It, those Again, are the only, only circumstances. Painting. Oh, sorry. No, no, please, please, please. <laughs> The only circumstances under which I've ever woken up and like not actually known where I was. It's yeah. Terrifying. Right. Absolutely. I'm just saying, Scott, you're continuing to paint yourself as this like John Cassavetes esque <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that I punched a shark. Um <laughs> <I> fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, but it's it it is a very disorienting thing. So I really like Red the Bum's performance <laughs> of just like, oh what what's going on? <laughs> it's uh it's pretty great crazy um, drunk drivers will always be one of the funniest lines in the trilogy anywhere <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty great and i love the callback in the sequel crazy crazy, crazy drunk, drunk pedestrians yeah <laughs> pretty great um yeah i i uh i i wonder assembly of christ i mean it, it's got to be like some kind of cult right because i mean why would they be in like a old decrepit Rundown movie theater, otherwise, uh, right? No, uh, up, here, up here in Chicago, there are some old Baptist churches that kind of yeah. look like they're in theaters, surprisingly enough. We have some churches in Boston that are in unusual, like old community centers or like, like old, old supermarket. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, then that just bums me out a lot because he just destroyed their church. <laughs> In, in, in the news, George, like, oh, you hear there was a hate crime at the Assembly of Christ last night. Oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, Dad. Oh, Red the Bum said it was a... I heard Red the Bum say that it was a drunk driver. What, <laughs> Lorraine? What, Lorraine? Uh, that was our mayor. <laughs> um, Red the Bum. <laughs> Red the Bum. Not a cartoon character, Lorraine. He's a man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Marty gets out of the DeLorean and has his It's a Wonderful Life moment, um, 
which is a really depressing It's a Wonderful Life moment. Merry Christmas, you old piece of shit. Porn theater. It's endearing, though. I mean, these people all seem to love their hometown just so much. You know, you can't kind of can't help but have this like, yeah, Hill Valley. You know, it's so mediocre, but you're so proud of them anyway. (laughs) That's true. You know, like none of them. There aren't a lot of people that leave Hill Valley. Mm. Yeah. Wait, they none of them are out after dark. None of them ever move. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of weird. Sinister. (laughs) Telling you, it's a cult. Assembly of Christ is a cult. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the I, I, so we talked about I think yesterday about how uh, Michael J. Fox named Red just like in passing, like you know, improv it or whatever on the day um, by just you know saying his name, and I, of course, like in the movie though, this seems to suggest that Marty knows Red. And I like to think that Red <laughs> was Marty's previous doc. Huh. He realized that Red had nothing to offer. You know, like the high school kids probably when they hang out in Courthouse Square after school, like they probably talk to him and chill with him and like drink beer with him and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe doc, maybe like maybe he, like Marty like bought him a soda once, or maybe even like a pair yeah. of shoes. Marty's such a, such a good Samaritan, such a nice guy. He would totally do that. But you know what it is? And I was thinking about I was thinking about this when Marty was saying goodbye to Doc and he was like, Doc, but like there's I don't know. I I, kind of get the feeling, especially a Marty that grew up in the prime timeline of this of this world. Mm -hmm. I I bet Marty was kind of someone that kind of reached out to any kind of father figure. Yeah. I mean, it seems like at home, too, he was, you can almost tell that he you just got this feeling that he worries a lot and tries to pick up slack and like um, yeah, yeah I, I think about his home life in 1985 Prime a lot. It must have been pretty rough. I, I bet Marty made a lot of his dinners growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I think he can do some basic cooking because of that. I mean, clearly Lorraine is not not the greatest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Me. A lot of uh, blue box macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense why Marty is such like a, like a caregiver to like Doc mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah, he Einstein. totally is. Yeah, George, you know? Marty's, Marty's everybody's mom. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so since this is sort of a light minute, uh, this is a good oh, wait, time I, to... Oh, wait, can I just say something? I love yeah. the realization that the Libyans like took the access road to get to the mall. They didn't get off the highway. <laughs> they <laughs> drove through Hill Valley. Well, no, I don't... Th- but, but you know what this does is that they didn't go directly to the mall. They didn't know where Doc was. They're just driving all over town looking for him. I think him. they yeah. probably went to the lab first. Yeah. <laughs> they found me. Yeah. I don't know how, but they've been driving around Well, for like you're not six that hours. hard to find, and Hill Valley is tight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so, yeah, I like to ask um, our guests what their background with the film is. And Lauren, you have talked the least this oh, week. Sorry. So, <laughs> on, I'm going to pick on you first. <laughs> Um, so what's your background with the film? Do you have any fond memories of, of watching it, uh, maybe for the first time or, or any other time or any stories involving the film or anything like that? Um, well, I think same with AG. It's been just kind of, you know, a part of my life since before I can even remember, you know, like I don't even remember watching them for the first time. I just did. And then, you know, you watch them a couple times a year. Um, I found my old VHS of the film. 
buried away, and I was like, oh, this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it was in June this year. I, like, discovered it again, and I was like, hey, it's 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's always been one of my favorite movies, the whole the whole trilogy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um so okay, so in the in the film uh in this minute, Marie checks the time at the Bank of America. Uh so a fun fact for this for this for this episode is that Bank of America was founded in 1904 as originally Bank of Italy. Hmm. Huh. It was a bank for Italian immigrants. Oh, that's kind of beautiful. To America. It didn't change its name to Bank of America until 1930. Oh, Much like America, its, na- its identity was reshaped by the influence of uh, our Italian immigrants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was a weird fun fact that I looked up um, <laughs> just because I was curious. And I was like, oh, Bank of well, Italy. That's kind of a shitty name for an American bank. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, I imagine 1930s about when we started getting like really like pro America. AJ, what's your what's your background with the film? My mother was a really big Michael J. Fox fan from watching Family Ties when I was a kid. Um, and I somehow made it to the age of nine. Um, I turned nine in 1990, which is when the third part came out. And I had not seen any of them in theaters, but my parents had. And so when my mother realized one afternoon that she'd made this huge slip and never taken me or my younger siblings to see them while they were in theaters, she said, okay, sit down. Um, part three had just come out to VHS. She got all three films, and we watched them back to back to back. And this is why, to this day, um, I sometimes have trouble, you know, making the distinction between the three films because I'm so used to viewing them all as one long, continuous unit. Um, my uncle once met uh, Christopher Lloyd in an elevator. He works for a fireworks company, and he puts on shows all over the U.S. and in Asia a lot. And I guess um, Christopher Lloyd was a guest at some kind of convention in this hotel where my uncle was staying. Um, and they, like, talked in the elevator. Um, and my cousin had a script, uh, Back to the Future script, that had been signed by the directors. And he got Christopher Lloyd um, somehow later on, I think by mail or something, to sign it. So my family has this lovely... Um, you know, artifact in the form of a, a copy of the script with some signatures on it. That's awesome. And cool. I just always thought that was the coolest thing. I thought you were going to say yeah. that your uncle found Christopher Lloyd wandering around a fireworks warehouse. No, I really, <laughs> I really wish that had been the case. That that would have been a much cooler way for that to go down. But no. Hello. I'm just uh, admiring your work. I'm here for the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> so better. <laughs> I want to me the go with the man to see about fireworks. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, uh, you any of you have anything else for this minute? I think I said everything. I I had a lot of things to say about red, but I feel like I already said them in the previous episode, so we're good. All right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 104. Uh, in the meantime, you can go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com, leave comments there, and join our community. Uh, you can also email the show Much contact, like backtothefutureminute.com, which is, uh, we'll, be, we'll be getting emails um, in for our mailbag episode during the credits uh, in a couple of weeks. So, so get your emails in now if you want to be a part of that. 
You can also follow us on Twitter at BTTF Minute. Uh, also uh, on Tumblr, bttfminute.tumblr.com. We retweet and, and reblog uh, lots of Back to the Future stuff, so make sure that you're checking that out. Um, also, uh, like us on Facebook, leave us iTunes reviews. It's, it's the free and easy way to help this show out the most, is to leave us like a, like a really great five-star review on, on iTunes. Um, it really helps people find the show. It, something to do with iTunes is uh, search algorithm has something to do with the star ratings of podcasts. I don't know. But apparently it's a thing. So if you guys could help us out, that would be great. Uh, also, check out the other podcasts that we do while you're there. The Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast, where we are currently uh, we're doing all of the um, first stories by each Doctor. Uh, and then we'll go back and do the second stories of each Doctor. And that's sort of how we're tackling the whole series. And then we will die. And then we will die. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, check out our original podcast series, Geek by Night which is about uh, five best friends who run a comic book store together and get superpowers and have to deal with their regular lives while training to be superheroes, possibly. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, you can check that out, geekbynight.net uh, and the doctorscompanion.us, and they're both on iTunes. And also check out the other podcasts in the Minute Family, Star Wars Minute and Goodfellas Minute. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. 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 See you tomorrow.